0: and hackers golf podcast episode eight i'm chris and this is alvin hi and we're sitting by the fire after we just had our inaugural season championship tournament to close out our year
1: yeah done first season in the books
0: 20 events and a season championship already done done that's kind of where'd crazy the,
1: where'd the season go
0: yeah it's wild it seems like we just started the season not long ago
1: yeah it's absolutely crazy um here we are, we're done. And, and it just seems like only a couple of months ago we were starting.
0: Yeah, we started I started what, what seems like not long ago, and here we are. We're waiting for the snow to hit and our, our actual golf season to be officially over. Yeah, exactly. Which is scary.
1: We're, now we're tr- we're going to fight to see how many rounds we can get in before the snow starts.
0: That's right, that's right. Playing as many rounds as we're able over the next few weeks here until the weather takes a turn for mm-hmm. the worse, and we're no longer able to get out on the golf course. We might have to resort to the simulator once in a while. And, uh, There's indoors.
1: a new place opening up in town.
0: Yes. Yeah, I had seen that a few months ago.
1: You know um, what it's called?
0: I can't remember what the name something is. Something
1: fifty-four.
0: But they're they're looking at having, I think, like four or five uh, golf simulators in there, which will be which will be pretty sweet.
1: Yeah, that's wild. So, uh, at least we can take the clubs out over the winter.
0: Yeah, we could probably take the clubs out, might even do a podcast there, you yeah, know, doing maybe. a review while we're out there, just talking about yeah. it possibly. Hey, not that's a bad a good idea. idea.
1: That's not a bad idea for the winter. Right?
0: Yeah. Get you, guys, get you guys a little interested and keep in touch with how we're doing. Well, um, I mean, last time we were on, we we teed up our season tournament or our tour championship.
1: Which was a two-day event, cumulative uh score
0: cumulative score yeah and uh we started on we had we had some people coming to town my dad uh, Chris came into town and my cousin Jake came in and, so we had
1: nine we had nine guys participated in yeah. the, in the final championship
0: absolutely uh, and you know what I uh, the weather was a little suspect on Saturday but I think the tournament was awesome
1: oh I I don't think I heard a bad thing from anyone about about it being not fun it was just a blast for all of us the groups changed from Saturday to Sunday a little bit
0: yeah, our feature group on well, so so Saturday we did uh, random draw groups. I yep. did those on the Wednesday beforehand. Group one ended up being Chris Bazang, uh, Josh Monroe, and Clark Croissant. Group two ended up being uh, Darren Odland, Chris McKeon, and uh, Dave Comstock. And then group three was you, Alvin, myself, Chris, and my uh, cousin Jake. Yes, and uh, we we started on the 18th hole. Group two started on 17 and uh, group one started on 16 as we had to do a shotgun start yep. because uh, the men's league was having their wind up yet on Saturday. So Saturday was an interesting day because it was not only was it a shotgun start, but the weather was, it was horrendous. It was
1: cool and the wind was intense.
0: Oh, it, it got up to like 65, 70 K at that point. So the course.
1: that added a different element to the round on Saturday. Um, it was a battle the entire day.
0: It, it was crazy. Everything. Highlight of the day, first hole actually uh, of the day on on number seventeen. Big Dave, <laughs> Big Dave, Big Dave st- pulls out for for eagle from one hundred and thirty yards out. We just hear hooting and hollering as we're on the eighteenth green.
1: So, so that's yeah, that's kind of how the tournament started. Was with an eagle on on the first on number seventeen for that crew. That was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it was nice nice to see. I mean. We were sitting on the number one tee box waiting because the group in front of us wasn't quite off yet. And then we watched uh, Big Dave step up to 18 and, uh, and lo- lose his ball into the tree and probably take a six on, on uh, hole 18 to, to do away with the eagle. As he would say, he peaked on uh, 17, and that was the end of his round.
1: Yeah, Yeah, <laughs> peaked on 17, and that was the collapse.
0: Pe- peaked a little early. But yeah, the weather was uh, very challenging. You didn't quite know what the ball was going to do when it was in the air on a lot of holes. I mean, golf is a hard enough sport as it is, let alone trying to play in crazy wind.
1: Yeah, it, un- unreal. Uh, I mean, we've I played in wind sometimes, sometimes, but that was just crazy. I don't, I don't normally play in conditions like that. Yeah, typically if, you would have been like, it, I'm not playing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going home, I'll come out tomorrow type thing, And uh, but no, we had to We had to battle through on Saturday, and it was a battle. Yep. It wasn't a bad day for everybody, but the conditions made it a little more challenging for everybody.
0: Well, and the fact we were playing off the blacks, which on some right. of the holes, which like is some the, of the par threes, it's the furthest, we, furthest back tee box. It's boxes. the furthest back tee box, yeah. But on some of the par threes, they're so elevated out there already at Cottonwood that you get up there in, into the top where the wind is, and it's you don't even know how to hit the ball up there with the swirling winds the way well, they I mean, were on Saturday.
1: For someone like me, who's only probably hit off the blacks there probably, No more than three times this year. Yep. Uh adding that win element Saturday really just threw a wrench into everything.
0: Absolutely. It, it was you know, we knew we knew playing off the blacks would be a different challenge for some people. But everybody was under the same conditions. Yep. So absolutely. nobody
1: I don't think anybody had an advantage over anyone else.
0: No, and Jake actually came out Friday and we got a we got a yep. practice round in. You joined us on I the back. I joined us
1: on the back now. Yep. Yep.
0: And and myself, uh Josh and Jake played played a practice round of eighteen and you joined us on the back to get uh, get a little work in before for the next day and yeah it was it was an awesome day i I think the way it separated out on the first day kind of was the way it probably should have been been. you bet yeah it it, it was things were pretty tight maybe partially to do with the wind probably um but also partially just because that's the way it's been all year Mm -hmm. in the end so how what were our first day scores alvin
1: so crispy key and had a really good day on Saturday, even through the elements. Yep. I shot an 82 plus 16. Yep, yeah. He, he didn't use his mulligan on Saturday that he had.
0: No, so he had the lead, right, after he, he
1: had a four-stroke lead over you and me, who finished at plus 20. We both shot an 86 that day.
0: Yes. And I,
1: I was really happy that I stayed with you that day. Yep. I really didn't know what Chris was shooting, but I know in in you and I were in the same group with... Uh, with Jacob, Jacob, yep, and uh, I knew I was staying with you, yep. So when the score got in and we were tied, I was really happy with that Saturday performance. I had
0: one of my worst front nines I have had in uh, I don't know how long. Yeah, and I'll it, take that. It, it was tough for me, um, and I did say after nine, I'm like, "Hey, you had your time to play; it's time <laughs> for me to play now." And my back nine was much better. Uh, I did finish with a birdie, which kind of set my yes. tone yes. Uh, as the day ended, which was nice to kind of get me back to even with you. And uh, into that final group with yeah. Chris for the second day, right? Yeah.
1: So Darren finished at a plus 21 with an 87. So he was only one stroke behind us. Yeah, only Conan, five,
0: stro- five strokes back of the leader.
1: And then Clark shot a plus 24 90, which wasn't too bad on the, that on Saturday with the conditions. Yep. Uh, Big Dave shot a plus 29, 95. Uh, Jacob shot a plus 35, 101. Um, and Chris... Um Baizang shot a plus 42, 108, and Josh had a rough day at a plus 49, 115. Yep. And that finished out our Saturday from, uh, from 1 to 9.
0: So that set up our groups for Sunday. So then uh, our, our first group on Sunday, our 9.30 grouping, uh, was Jacob, Chris Buzang, and and Josh. And they went out as a group, not really with much of a chance at, at, at contending, no, but no, they, they, went out, they got needed their round some help.
1: Because they, they were, they were going to set the uh, Tour Championship standings anyway, so they, yes. had, to, they had to go out and play for position as well.
0: Absolutely, right? absolutely. Um, so they went out uh, at the 9.30 group. The 940 group, uh, was headlined by Darren with mm-hmm. Clark and Dave. Dave uh, Darren was definitely definitely in striking distance. Uh, Clark was kind of outside striking distance, and Dave really needed a little bit of help if he was hoping to, yeah. to lock it down. Uh, and then we followed in the in the really the feature group of the day yeah. with Chris, who is the leader, Chris M, mm-hmm. uh, who had the the five stroke lead or the four stroke, four stroke lead, lead going into Sunday. Um, you and myself. We didn't really know what everyone else was doing when we teed off. I know Chris got up because we teed off from best score, best score, and if you were tied, then it was a season standings down down off the first tee box. Chris got up on the first tee box, Chris M, and he promptly uh, <laughs> l- ran a little worm burner out there to the left, yep. which kind of... It was like, oh, okay, okay, there's a little bit of life. I stood up and I put one straight down the fairway. You you followed me and put one straight down the fairway, almost side by side with my ball. Yep. I do believe Chris Chris took what four to get on? Mm-hmm. He it took him four to get on and he ended up with a double bogey on one. I mean you and I both parted. Did you par on the first I one? I believe I parred. You bogeyed. I bogeyed. You bogeyed. Yes. I parred the first yes.
1: one. So you took you took a one stroke lead on me there. Yeah, and I took,
0: I got two back from and then Chris we there. Two, but we both yeah. I... And then two was an absolute disaster for everybody. Everybody, yeah. We used uh,
1: some mulligans on number two that we had earned.
0: Um... That was just crazy. I so I got up first. I pulled my tee shot left OB, and I was like, well, I got three mulligans. I'll use one. Well, I kind of thought about it, and then I'm like, oh, I'll use one. Well, then my next shot. I hit it in front of the sixteenth green and I'm like, Well, I guess I'm gonna have to go play that one. So and then you you hit yours into the right water, into right? Into the right water, yeah. And then you took a mulligan and put the ball exactly in the, or no, you were you were more left but you got a bad kick. Yes. And so got kicked I, into the tree. So I
1: still even using the mulligan I still had to take a drop. Yes. Which Came back to bite me in the butt on uh, the par five on the back as well.
0: That's right, and then uh, and then Chris put his into the tree or into the hill and had to take a drop as well. And then I went down to play my ball, my second shot, put it into the water, ended up having to take a drop anyways. Yep. So. And and I mean I ended up getting out of there with a triple bogey. I think Chris ended up, had a double because he was on the double train. You saved bogey. Yep. Which which was good. And then we then at three I believe. Chris took another uh, double. Yeah. He, he was riding that he, double he, train hard. Yeah,
1: he he struggled all day Sunday. All day he was uh, struggling to get off the tee box, struggling to get to the green.
0: And the weather on Sunday was good. It, it, was, it, was, it was it was scoring weather. It, it, was. it was if you were going to come out and lay down a score, yeah. it was there to do right. Yeah. And, and I think that's what you did. Yeah, I uh, I managed to finish out my round. My my highlight, highlight, highlight. of the day, yeah. and probably the highlight of my round, the highlight of my weekend was yeah number seven um if you listen to the podcast before i've been fighting that hole for the last two years trying to get a birdie on it it's a part one of the par threes last last hole in the entire course i've yet to birdie uh so i missed right uh with a little nine eye or no sorry it's pitching wedge i mean i missed right with a pitching wedge got a bounce i was about 40 yards out so i think you were just up in front of me to the right as well yep And, and chris had come up short on the front so I kind of was over there, got my 60. I'm like, yeah, I'm 40 yards out. I just kind of want to land it. It was front flag. So I was like, I want to land it kind of middle and roll it up, and then I'll, you know, at worst two putt and get a bogey and get out of there because that's, that's a good score for me. That's, hole.
1: Uh, that was kind of my plan as well on that hole. Just get it on the green, two putt, get off of the bogey and move on.
0: Yep, yeah. So I, I hit my chip. Uh, I hit it really good. It was uh, absolutely perfect. I uh, hit it onto the center of the green right, in, right into the break on the hill and Chris was standing in front of the green, and he seen he seen it come down the hill, and he's like, "That's gonna go right in the cup." And yep. I'm like, "No way!" He made and the call. Like, out. He, he called it like when it was ten to ten, eleven yep. feet away, yep. and just drained out. So chip out birdie on seven really set the pace for me.
1: And I think actually that's where the round changed for all of us. You started to play consistently better. Yep. And I kind of middled at that point. Yep. And Chris uh, McKeon. He was still on that double bogey train. He struggled for the rest of the round.
0: Well, I finished out the front nine. So going into the round, uh, I was four strokes back. Uh, after the front nine, I had shot a 37, which was four over on the front. Uh, and Chris shot a four uh, 46. Mm-hmm. So a four-stroke deficit turned into a five-stroke lead yeah. for me. Yeah. So
1: that was a rough front nine.
0: Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, down the back, anytime you tried to make a move... I was I was right there it. with you and, ma- yeah. and matched your score right and really at that point I'm kind of like you know the only other person I'm probably worried about out there that might have a chance was Darren was Darren because uh, I knew he was he was there yeah he, like he he had the capability to be in that chasing pack with yeah. no pressure well he's only
1: one yeah and he was only one stroke behind us yep going into the round so he if he put up a good score he would have been there
0: yep yeah, yeah. absolutely. And so, I think he had a
1: he had a rough front.
0: Yes, he he shot, I think, like a 46 on the front. Yeah,
1: and then but he really made, tried to make a charge on the back.
0: Yeah, he shot 36. He shot a yeah. three over on the back. Yeah. Uh, and I had a really good score going into uh, 16, 17, 18. Uh, and I went double on 16. I ended up doubling 17 because I went OB. I yeah. had to take a draw because I didn't have any mulligans left. On 18, at that point, I didn't know what the scores were, but I was pretty confident that, I mean...
1: I had imploded on the par 5. Yes. Because I took my tee shot, and it sliced into the drink. Yep. And then, so I used my last mulligan, and teed it up again, and put the ball basically in the same spot, so I had to take a drop down there. Yes. Uh, Struggled to get over, and struggled to get on the green, and so I took a 10. Yep. And that pretty much sealed the deal for me. I was out. Yep. and then on the next hole,
0: I think you took two drops again. I right? took
1: two drops again because I couldn't get off the tee box. I took a drop over the creek, and then my three shot or three wood, uh, I flushed it, but it was it came out a little left, and I put it in the shit again, and had to take another drop. So I took a triple on that one. So I
0: that was kind uh, of the end of your day. A I think. Plus
1: five on the uh, par five, a triple bogey on the next hole because on hole thirteen, in my mind, I I told myself. Well now, Alvin, you got to attack. There's no trying to put up a good score if you want to make a run. Now you got to make a run. Well, on 13, I parred it. Yep. But then imploded on the par five. Well, you and, parred you parred
0: 13 by making a really nice chip on, yes. really close, and yes. then you made your par. But yeah. I matched your par. Exactly. Because I. I, I
1: but yeah. but, in, but but my mental state at that point was, you have to go for everything. Yep. And that kind of just threw my game out. I don't attack. I play. I just play hole yeah. per hole. Yep.
0: So You're that, not really built to be a chaser. Exactly.
1: So it cost me down down the stretch, but I was still happy with how I played on the weekend. Uh,
0: take those two holes out. Yep. And the rest of your round was pretty sound.
1: Exactly. And and my Saturday round was pretty sound for yep. me for how I've been especially playing given
0: right the wind. Yep. So I wasn't too
1: disappointed with the weekend, other than you know not winning, but both rounds I can deal with a, a couple of bad blow up holes. I was trying to avoid that, which I avoided on Saturday but couldn't avoid on Sunday. But that's the point of having a two-day tournament, right?
0: And see, on, on the par five for me, I I lost my tee shot out to the right, which is open, which I, I do probably 80% of the yeah. time because it's so wide open onto yeah. the 15th fairway. Um, but I lost it out to the right. And depending on, you know, if, if I had strokes to make up, I would have attacked because I was 200 yards out and I had a line at the green. But I just, I got up there and I'm kind of like, well, I'm pretty comfortable with where I am. So I just took a pitching wedge. I played it back to our fairway to approach depth, uh, chipped on. And then I ended up on the wrong side uh, or the wrong tier of the green. So then I just I was like I'm happy with a three putt to get out of here with a bogey that's that's enough for me today <laughs> and I, I just I was willing to accept that right just to limit the damage. Well, a- after my
1: after my par five and how how uh, Chris McKeon was was doubly, double bogey and pretty much everything, um, you just had to play out the round. Yep. Don't blow up, just play out the round, and you were you were cruising into that. So that being said, Saturday and Sunday you're the champ. Yep. So congrats on being the champ.
0: Yeah, I finished with my seven, the 78 on Sunday for the for uh, the, the top score of the weekend. And a cumulative, what was it, 164?
1: It was 164, plus 32 for a two-day
0: tournament. Yep. yep. So
1: then Darren finished second. Yep, because of his really good
0: back end on, so on Sunday. So he shot a
1: 169, plus 37. So he was only five strokes back. Yep. So that was good. Uh, Chris McKeon did wind up finishing third. With a plus thirty nine, one seventy one. I came in fourth with a combined two day round of uh, plus forty two. Uh, so I shot one hundred seventy four cumulative over both days. Clark came in fifth with a plus forty five for two days. Yeah. So uh, one hundred and seventy seven. Yep. Um, that's not bad.
0: Yeah. Pretty, pretty cool. solid. He was there. Yep. Uh, was, Jacob the, came in. That's probably the surprise of the weekend because he had he yep. shot a hundred. I want to say hundred and one on his first day. Yeah. And then the second day he shot like an eighty six. Yeah, or, or something like yeah. that. So,
1: Jacob came in sixth with a plus fifty five, one eighty seven. Yep. Uh, then Dave came in number at number seven uh, with a plus fifty nine, one ninety one. He didn't have a great couple of days. No, he he,
0: as he would say, he peaked on the first hole oh, yeah. out for eagle, and yeah. that was his and, tournament. Yeah, <laughs> but again, he
1: has a, he has the only eagle in our championship series. So that's right. Then Chris Bysang came in at eighth with plus sixty three, one ninety five. Josh had a couple of rough days. He's been really good down the stretch at breaking 100 and even broke 90 once this year. But brings up the rear in ninth place with uh, plus 82, 214 for both days.
0: Yeah, actually, it's funny you should say that because uh, we were talking about it yesterday and on the way back to the house. I actually lost more balls than he did yesterday. (laughs) Taking my mulligans, I, I, I ended up losing. He lost two balls and I lost three. (laughs) <laughs> and we, we were laughing about it he's just like it's not often that i can say i lost less balls than you did i'm like right just i just had one of those days
1: but it was a really good weekend and a really good season i mean
0: uh it, it was yeah.
1: it was a lot of fun so you're the champ and not only are you the champ uh you made the clean sweep of the awards so our out of town points you came back and took it from me the season wins uh the trophy for that you took and you took the season championship
0: yeah you got a nice spiffy jacket Yep. Mulligans and Hackers uh, on it. Nice Biffy trophy. Check
1: out the pictures on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, we uh, put up a whole bunch of pictures there.
0: Yeah, at Mulligans and Hackers Golf on Facebook and at Mulligans and Hackers Golf on Instagram. Uh, who did, who ended up doing our trophy and everything for us was it Rad Casuals.
1: Rad Casuals did our shirts. Okay. For and the logo for the jacket. Okay. And
0: um, shout out to them for doing that for us.
1: You bet. So Taylor and uh, Kayla did the. To just screen printing for the trophy. Okay. Nice. So and uh, they're on Instagram as well.
0: Yeah, I think we tagged them in, we the, did. in the post for the trophy. Yeah. So check them out if you guys if you guys need anything done here in Medicine Hat. Um, I think
1: Rad Casual. Uh, we we got some really nice golf shirts, and Rad Casual did a really good job at. Uh, at putting our logo on them, and we, oh, they're beautiful, and beautiful. We, we a bunch of us wore them over the weekend, and yeah, they're that's, really nice. Uh,
0: I, I'm wearing the orange one on Sunday uh, yep. that I got, and then me and you wore the blue ones on, on Saturday. On Saturday, yeah, um, yep. and it, it was it was just a fun tournament it was again golf is an individual sport i didn't think like i can usually handle pressure pretty good but again it's a different animal yeah and and i did feel a little bit of pressure on the weekend going into sunday not having the lead i I almost felt relieved honestly yeah I, Yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 i kind of got to the golf course and i was talking to darren before you showed up and i'm like you know at the end of the day i was like we can go out there and play golf because we don't have the lead we can just try and lay down yeah, a really good score. And if we win, great. If we don't win, if you have the lead going into Sunday and you don't win, it's almost like the pressure got to you. Yeah. Right? Because
1: yeah. in my personal opinion, I think Chris McKeon coming out of Saturday with a four-stroke lead was a huge surprise.
0: I agree. I think. Yeah, I, I agree. G- given given the way the the, the tournaments have gone lately, yes. that, yeah. that was a bit, as a, a bit of a surprise for me. Like when we finished our round at... Uh, at 86, uh, and me and you tied. Uh, I kind of figured I'm like that should be that should be pretty good on a day like today to get us into the final group. And then when we, when I heard that Chris laid down in 82, I was like, holy smokes! he and put I, down a great great round today. And then I knew
1: you, me, and Chris would be uh, in, in the final in the top group. I mean, that's kind of
0: it's almost fitting for the way it our is, season started, it is, right? It is,
1: and and you know, Darren being really close, and Clark and Dave having an outside chance at it. Um, I think it just played out exactly how i thought it was going to play out from the way this we started the season
0: yep i mean i I said going into the weekend i I was playing to win it and i i was hoping that i clean sweep the awards just i mean because i had the opportunity and and to just rub it in your face a little bit all winter yeah because that that, that's just a little bit of fun i
1: was um i was i really wanted to keep this podcast short and sweet because um yeah it it hurts me to look at you (laughs) um yeah, you kind of make me sick with the clean sweep, but uh, you know, hey, I've next got, year next I, year's a new year, man. I've got broad shoulders and, and I can handle a lot, a lot of weight and a lot of pressure uh, in life. But in golf, I can't handle the fact that you have all the trophies. That actually, uh, that actually burns me. It almost keeps me up at night. Uh, but I'll get over it. I'll, I'll persevere and get through. Um,
0: hey, you I'll, know what? I, you know what I always say. You want to be the best. You got to beat the best. Yes. And uh, just play better. I just, just wish. Play better. I just
1: wish there was somebody else that was best and not you. Uh, <laughs> you know, I could have almost handled anybody else winning the championship other than you. But I, I, I don't want to sit here and, and be bitter about the fact that you won. You won and you earned it, and I'll give it to you. But next season, we're going for broke, and I'm fucking winning at least a trophy next year. But that's, well, you got, that's for next year.
0: Well, you got three on the board, and I mean, if things go the way that we're hoping for next year, maybe we might add another major championship or two. Yeah, we might. And, uh, and we there might be another trophy up for grabs.
1: We didn't really have a have an award for the – I'm glad we didn't because you would have fucking won that too, but pardon my French, <laughs> but if we would have had had the trophy for finishing first for the point season, did we have a trophy for that?
0: No, no, finishing uh first for the point season was just for the Mulligans. Right. I, I mean, right. we we could essentially we could do something of a trophy, but I think the Mulligans essentially is yeah. the, is the benefit, right?
1: But if, but if we have an award for out of town points and we have an award for winning. I guess
0: we almost should have one. An award for finishing first
1: in in for for the entire season for points might warrant a, another award as well and and if that's the case, the one that we were talking about, the cylinder yeah, one might yeah. be one that we can get our logo put
0: on. And yeah, that be... and I think next... So at least,
1: at least that one you didn't get to win this year, so you didn't get another fucking trophy in your fucking well, I mean, I guess case. if we
0: didn't have it on a technicality. Yeah, but at least, I don't, <laughs> at least there's no pictures
1: of you with it, so...
0: That's true. Um, and I mean, next year, if we, you know, if we do what we talked about, and add, add the odd, you know two-day uh, two tournament into our, our schedule and call it a major tournament or something that's yeah, so, it's another option
1: so over the winter we're gonna work on some stuff uh try and get our schedule down for next year uh we're changing a few things more sunday events more, so that, more
0: opportunities for us to play tournaments yes on saturdays um, or fridays right yep yeah. uh
1: we there's some tournaments that happened this year that uh i'm kind of sorry that we missed uh we did get into the the Canada Day one at Cottonwood, you and I. Yep. Uh, next yeah, that year, was fine. Next year, I think more Mulligans and Hackers guys should participate in that one. 100%. And, and I think
0: actually Chris played in that one, too. Yes, uh, you right. he, yeah, he, he did. He did, yeah. Yep.
1: And we did Rolling Hills, yep. which was, for me, outside of the Mulligans and Hackers league that we did this year, that was probably my highlight of my golf this summer. I loved that tournament, and well, I well, that's it. that's
0: why I think next year it's an easy that that's the easy major to add. Yeah, we had the Rolling Hills, yeah. uh, uh, the Rolling Hills major to our yeah. tournament yeah. schedule, yeah. two day event, two day event go.
1: out there, and and then do the tournament out there. That way we get to go out and enjoy that course.
0: Yeah, it's such a beautiful little hidden gem. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, it's it's one of my faves. So there's that. So we'll open up some more Saturdays for tournaments. That'll be a lot more fun. Uh, we'll get some more of our Mulligans and Hackers guys involved. Yep, for um, sure. We might try and add a few more. Guys for next year It's a few more guys That can Consistently play. Can be consistent there So that we get Six to eight guys That are there For 18 to 20 rounds Yep right. Absolutely Still have our guys Coming in Like our our like yep. Your family And, yep. and, and you know couple of the other guys that want to cycle through, but uh, I, I'd like to see more guys that can do it more. And that way we have more guys when we go out of town.
0: Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And that's more fun. I mean, the out of town trips this year were so much fun. Yeah, I, and, I can't and, wait to and do and it, I, it again. And
1: I hope, I hope we get to do the draft tournament next year in Calgary. Oh,
0: we're doing that for sure. Um, for
1: sure. I've already been talking to those guys and that, uh, and I, I paid attention to that over the weekend that they had it, yep. which I do believe was the weekend before last weekend.
0: Okay. So two weekends two ago, two weekends
1: ago, um, and it's, I mean, it looked like an absolute blast, and and I was sad we missed it this year. But I kind of picked up on it late, and we didn't get, we didn't. Yeah, we we it, really it, weren't it just prepared. For yeah, it. we weren't prepared for it. But yeah. next year, we're we're already prepared to go, and we'll take as many guys as we want, as many guys as we want to go we'll go spend the weekend in calgary and play golf with those guys
0: that sounds like a blast yeah we're heading into the end of our season here uh i mean we're gonna play some golf over the yep. next few weeks and just kind of just have some fun and, and try the, and try and find some, tune some stuff if you we bet. want to uh, again, really no pressure no golf pressure golf now, now. right
1: um so i'm going out tomorrow with my Murray. daughter yeah yep. and so I'll get that round in
0: no we'll go on thursday i think
1: thursday and i might even join you on friday nice so uh, and then we'll play Saturday and Sunday, obviously.
0: Yeah, I, I got uh, I got I think I booked an eight eight twenty or eight thirty tea time Saturday morning and an eight twenty or eight thirty yep. Sunday. So, so we'll
1: get. To, we, we still got a, quite a few rounds to get in for the end of the year. Yeah, it's just and there's I think no
0: pressure anymore, though. It'll be a different animal. Almost, it will, I think, but up I there. think
1: one of these days, maybe even Sunday, we're going to invite some guys out. And we're going to do a skins round.
0: Yeah, we are talking about it. Hopefully, trying to get as many guys in as we want. like yeah, go I mean, buckle back a hole or something and yeah, just kind of have can. a fun little skin, skins skins tournament. And
1: again, that's a different look at golf that we've never had before either, right? Yeah, just, playing hole to hole. Yeah,
0: yeah, just right. Just so, playing, playing just, for fun again, right?
1: something else. It's a new. Ex- it'll be a new experience for pretty much all of us yeah because we've never played skins
0: are you looking at doing anything with your golf bag over the summer or are you just going to kind of give a ride with what you got going into next year
1: i have now that the season like our mulligans and hackers season's over um my my biggest change that i'm going to make with my bag i've thought about getting i've thought about changing up my irons yeah wilson's to something else those performance to d7 performance improving irons i don't think they're right for me anymore. Right. I'm going to look at something else. If that doesn't work out, I'll still go with the Wilson D7s for next year.
0: And well, you know, you can be- play them if you have to. Yeah, right? exactly.
1: But the biggest change is uh, I am going to reevaluate the putter. Yep. Yep. I was happy with my blade putter for pretty much three quarters of the season. Then I wasn't. And I took my alien mallet putter out for a couple of rounds. I didn't mind the feel of that, but I don't think that's the way I will go. Do so you want I'm- to, uh,
0: speaking of putters, so. Thursday when we want to go out, do you want to use my Scotty? Sure. Give you a, give it a try? Yep, you just sure. give it give it a go and give it, a, see, sure. if it see if see it, if how it feels for you. And, and just I think that's it that's look. for
1: the rest of the season here. Now I'm going to I'm going to probably try and get my hands on some different putters.
0: Well, I mean, you try. can I mean, I have two. I have my Scotty and my Mallet and I mean, you can use the Scotty on on Thursday and then I mean, if you come out Friday or Saturday if we're not playing for uh for skins, I mean, you can use my Mallet yeah. and I'll use my Scotty. Right, so, and just kind of give you a different look at things. Yeah,
1: I, I think now it's time for me to find a putter that feels right. Yep. Right. I used the putter that I had because I, it's kind of what I what I boxed myself into.
0: Yeah, it's kind yeah. of what you talked yourself into. Right? Yeah, I
1: talked for for the entire year that I was going to use a blade, a, a traditional blade putter, a la Phil Mickelson style. Yep. Uh, it just with claw grip and the whole nine yards. I, I I went with that, and I and it worked for a while, but then it just. Like the rest of my game, it all fell apart. So, but that's a, that's a that's part of the game that I can, I can work with by changing putters.
0: Yes, yeah, re-engaging yourself and into re- it exactly.
1: And I thought the first time I brought my uh, my mallet putter back out, it actually forced me to re-engage, and I did putt better. Yep, but I wasn't going to change out going down the stretch. I,
0: I, no, you had to get something comfortable, right? right? That's that's like me going down the stretch. I ended up sticking with my mallet because I use that the vast majority of the year.
1: But I I do I do believe that. Uh, the next putter I do choose uh, it won't be the 3.0 super SuperStroke grip it'll be the 2.0 a little slimmer uh, a little slimmer and the extra large I'll be getting the extra large so it's a because because the claw grip I use I'm not changing that I don't think
0: so I think going into next year if you do that I think you uh, you should sit down with me and we'll order off the superstroke USA website and yep. we can get you the uh, the free customized the Mulligans, Mulligans and, and hackers that you with, have yeah, with, yeah, Miss, yeah, yeah. with Paul put on it like yep. uh, like mine says cast. I still,
1: have a, I still have a plan in my head to get Mulligans and Hackers of my name embroidered on my golf bag.
0: Yeah, I mean, I might go do that now and, you know, put 2021 season champion, tour champion, just list just it list down, your right? Just list fucking awards on your golf <laughs> bag.
1: I'm not fucking golfing with you anymore. That well, I mean, crazy. you don't want to hear I gotta about it. Look you got to beat I, me. Again, I'm going to hear about this shit for a year. And I should have wore a, the jacket tonight and while a, we were
0: doing the podcast. I would
1: have went home. <laughs> You see that shit. Okay, I, you, I was telling you. Okay, you want it? Now put it in a closet. Somewhere. I mean, I don't need to today see if
0: that. I had time at work, I was gonna go and pin, print a picture and autograph it to my to my number one fan, Alvin, from Chris, with me and all all my uh, trophies that we had on Instagram. And it would
1: have been so nice that we're sitting in front of a fire because I'd have burned that son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all in good fun. It next, is all in good next fun. Next year you get another chance. Exactly, at it. and and I mean. I mean it no, just no happened. Ma- to... No
1: matter what happened down the stretch and you won all the awards and stuff, but for someone like I guess for me, when I look at what we what we started here with with Welligans and Hackers at the beginning of the year, it couldn't have turned out any better. Nope. And we couldn't have expected any more out of this shit show that we put together.
0: I'm yeah, not... honestly, we put it together on a whim. Uh, I mean, the fact that we had such a, such a beautiful trophy, such mm-hmm. a cool idea with the jacket, you know, and the different awards that we ended up having. I mean, the purple sombrero, I was wandering through a store, and I'm like, hey, we're getting <laughs> that, and we're doing that for out-of-town leader. And it, was just, it just worked, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, all the stuff that we were – as the season was going on, a golfing was happening – uh we were adding the little things like, okay, we're gonna add an award for this, we're gonna add a trophy for that, and they started to work them, and I had it in my head what I wanted for our season championship trophy, and I found it yep and and I like I like how that turned out,
0: oh, it's beautiful, I, I like really how the
1: jacket turned out
0: really well, I mean,
1: we'll just do the same type of thing next year,
0: yep, yeah, we'll probably we'll probably uh. I mean, obviously, we'll keep the trophy yep. uh, for, for each year. But, I mean, jacket-wise, I think we just pick up a new one every year, put a new a thing on. And then the previous year's winner, you know, gives a jacket yep. to the, the new winner, yep. just like they do with the green jacket. And I, right? I think,
1: well, that's a tradition we'll just keep going with.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, you know,
1: we'll keep doing posts. Uh, we're probably going to slow down over the winter here. I don't know if we're going to do one more podcast after this one.
0: Yeah, well, the Ryder Cup's coming up, so we might we yeah, might do okay. one and just kind of talk we about professional golf. We haven't, golf a we haven't bit. talked
1: about professional golf in quite a while, and because we've had our own thing going.
0: Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do a deep dive into like the Ryder Cup in the last you know the last few mo- weeks of the the, the the previous PGA season. Yeah, so
1: the PGA season ended with yeah. the with the uh, FedEx Cup, and 11 days later, the season starts again.
0: Yeah, wraparound season. What a.
1: What a freaking turnaround that is!
0: I mean, no nobody of a real importance was out in the first tournament, but well, a... John Rom was there. He didn't play in the
1: in the first tournament last uh, this past one. This past weekend, yeah, John Rom was there. He didn't make the cut. Really, he actually had to pull out of the pro am on. They do the pro am on Tuesday or Wednesday. He actually had to pull out of the pro am because the. Uh, he had an upset stomach, and he didn't think he was going to be able to make the round without ha- making frequent stops to the uh, to the can.
0: Interesting. Oh, I didn't see his name on the leaderboard. That's why I just didn't think he. was Yeah, his
1: team. name was not he because he was not on the leaderboard. Oh,
0: well, that doesn't bode well for Team Europe going into the Ryder Cup. Uh, but anyways, be, we, we, will, we will have a we'll have a podcast about that stuff. Head over to our. Uh, facebook instagram mulligans at mulligans and hackers golf on both of them uh i mean check out all the photos that we posted from our tour championship weekend um we got photos of guys in action we got photos of the trophy presentation we got photos of the jacket and i I think next year
1: we'll 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 get a little bit more into that because we when we were playing golf and and we didn't it's hard to do both exactly because we wanted to play golf and we weren't, we didn't have people taking pictures. I mean, I, like,
0: I like how it happened on uh, yesterday because I mean, you kind of, uh D kind of showed up yep. and, and started taking pictures and, and kind of helping us out that way, which yep. which allowed us to focus on the golf. Exactly. Which which was awesome.
1: And we got some pictures that we needed to get through the day, right? A-
0: absolutely. So
1: especially in the presentation and that. Uh, yeah. No. Next year, I mean, we'll again. This is our first year doing it. We're
0: not. Social media types I mean if anybody That listens to this Has any feedback for us On how we can You know d- Make some subtle changes To improve our league Or or maybe some You know they, You guys have a league Of your own That you run And there's certain things That you do That you found That work real yeah. good Let us know Hit us up, uh, you know, put a comment below our uh, Instagram uh, post, you know, put a comment on our Facebook. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe on uh, our podcast on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. You bet. Outside of that, I mean, our with our season coming to an end, I think uh, we're, we're going to do a couple of a few little sh- uh, shout outs here and then uh, that'll probably be the end of our podcast for tonight
1: these are just uh people in groups that we've had numerous interactions with uh on social media over the over the year that over the season i should say that uh, that has engaged us and we've engaged them and we've had some pretty good chats back and forth other podcasts other sites on the screws golf they have a podcast listen to their podcast because those guys are really good and we've been chatting back and forth and, uh, their podcast is uh, is entertaining. Then, again, we've talked about these guys a lot. Uh, glorified Donkeys, the caddies out of California. Uh, their podcast is... They always
0: have great stories.
1: Is For entertainment-wise, if you like golf and you like to laugh and get a kick out of guys talking about being caddies, that's the podcast. And I can't say enough good about their podcast and how enjoyable it is because they're in the game and they do a lot of... I mean, they're just caddies. They get groups and they get picked to go out and caddy for groups. And the stories that they tell is just on point. And I can't say enough good about those guys. My Golf Spy, which is a company that um, reviews golf gear.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, Every day it seems like we get an email from those guys. Yeah.
1: And we I've been chatting with them through Instagram, messaging them. And we talk about gear. And uh, they have a podcast as well. Uh, it's a short one, and they talk about equipment and what they're doing to test equipment on the podcast, and that's uh, No Putts Given. That's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yeah, go check that out. So check those guys out, because my golf spy is doing a lot when it comes to golf testing. Yep. They did a huge golf ball test this year.
0: Yeah, yeah. They were talking about that all I think the time. they tested
1: over 35 golf balls. Wow. And uh, came up with some really interesting uh, some data. Information, information on that. Uh, so... Check out my Golf Spy uh, and uh, No Putts Given podcast. Uh, then there's Putt That Podcast. That's that's another group that we've been chatting with, Putt That Podcast. They talk about oh, a lot about pro golf. Yep. Uh, they do predictions before every tournament. So uh, if you need some insight going into the tournament. If you're uh, better
0: or something like, that, yep, really the, like to bet on that. stuff. Those
1: guys on Putt That Podcast are uh, some guys that you could really listen to. And all these podcasts are great for back and forth to work.
0: Absolutely. If you're
1: if for us when we were on our road trips to go golfing, yep. we threw on these podcasts, put that podcast, uh, glorified donkeys. donkeys. We haven't listened to no Puts given, but I listen to no Puts given. Yep, uh, I listen to that at work because I. With my job, I have the option of uh, listening to this stuff at work. Yeah. So I get caught up pretty pretty good with this stuff at
0: work. Yeah, I, I throw some on every now and again while I'm driving out of town. Sometimes i got an hour, hour and a half drive yeah. in the, between calls. So
1: So that's the podcast and those guys that, we, that we've we had some interaction with, a little bit of interaction with throughout the year. Groups themselves, Youth On Course. Uh, I've been plugging those, that group all year for what they do with kids and kids golf. Uh, i'll shout it out again i did it with my daughter this year i signed her up for youth on course she has been with me at the golf course
0: a lot this year just about every tuesday for like the last two months right and
1: we've gotten a few thursdays in and some extra days on sundays yeah just on a whim i cannot say enough good about youth on course and what they're doing for kids golf
0: um they're helping grow the game which, and, which is what we want, right?
1: Exactly. And I mean, I had a membership this year, and we signed her up for 50 bucks, and she gets to play 18 holes for $5. You <laughs> can't there's, go wrong for that. There's, I would rather for her to be at the golf course. And she really got into driving the golf cart this year, so that was pretty cool as a 13-year-old. Yep. Um, I'd rather have her at the course, and for that price, you can't beat it, than sitting in their room or on their phone. I mean, this is just a way, f- and she enjoys it. She enjoyed it so much,
0: and it's it's a good da- father daughter thing, exactly, right? It, it gets yeah, you guys out. It's it's a way to for you two to connect on your own terms.
1: So youth on course, I, um, check out youth on course if you have young kids, and I think it's it doesn't matter. It goes right up to till you're nineteen.
0: Really, I, I didn't realize it was that yep. old.
1: Um, and there's different. I mean, you can get involved with it and get into the 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 other aspects of youth on course, but just. Just if you have a kid that just wants to go out and play golf and not take it too seriously, I mean, five bucks for a round, for an 18-hole round. I yeah, mean you can't that, go you wrong. You cannot beat it. No. You cannot beat it. And our course, which is Cottonwood, yep. that we play at, was really good with my daughter. She felt really comfortable at the golf course. She started talking to the people down there, and she's kind of an introvert, which just getting her down there was was, was, was huge. Yeah. And then watching her interact at the golf course talking to the ladies down there talking to the guys that uh that manage the carts yeah Um, i I was she just she opened up as a as as a as a young girl the smiles you can't beat
0: i I was gonna say um i was gonna i was gonna give a quick shout out to our home course of cottonwood cooley golf course um we're we had our memberships down there they you know we were down there so many times during the week it was i mean i do work down there too so they know me quite frequently but we're basically it's basically family down there right uh, I mean, from Colton, who looks after the carts, uh, to the girls in the clubhouse uh, that, that do all the bookings, stuff like that, uh, to Mac, who's the, one of the owners in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's super friendly. They run a really good club. The environment down there is great for every, everybody. Yeah. Right, no matter, right from an adult down to a kid.
1: And no matter what your golf level is.
0: That's right. Uh, it, uh,
1: it's still very inviting now.
0: Yeah. There. I've been to some courses where you go there and it's like, it's, even at my level, I feel like I'm getting like pushed around the it's, course.
1: It's stifling. Right? Right. It's you know, you're, it's a little stuffy. Yep. Right. Hoity yeah, so toity. I mean, golf can be that way. Yeah, but, but to have
0: a course or to belong to a course that that's the way that Cottonwood is. Um, it, it was, and this was my first year getting a membership as well. Yep. So we made that decision to to get our membership down there, and it was a great decision. Um, and I, I'm pretty certain I'm going to be back there next year. I get I'm, get my membership.
1: I'm 100 percent certain I'm going to be back again next year.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, again, thank you to Cottonwood. Thank you for hosting our tournament and uh, and having us out. And, I mean, we're going to be there as much as we can until the snow flies and you guys shut down.
1: And the last shout-out I got is uh, a hat company, uh, 36 a day.
0: Yep. Yeah, I, you won a few hats. I
1: won a couple of hats from him, and those were my tour hats the entire year. Yep. I took them everywhere we went, no matter if it was in town at Cottonwood or at Medicine Hat uh, or whether we went out of town to Rolling Hills, Burstall, uh, Cypress – those were my hats that I wore. So uh, check out 36 a day. They're yep. beautiful hats.
0: Absolutely beautiful.
1: And uh, not overly expensive. He'll look after you. I got, check out 36 a day.
0: Yeah. And I got I got one last shout out. Guy in town, Bob Sailor Golf. I guess, yeah. Uh, shout I, out I mean, Bob. Yeah. I, this year I went in, I got my custom irons done early or around Christmas time preparing for this year. I uh, got my Mizuno irons done uh he regrips all of our golf clubs we take them he, all he, down he, to him to do do he, our work right uh, he's he's
1: he's regripped my entire bag
0: yeah and he do, he's including done this, my putter Yep, yeah, and he's done the same for me and he's uh just a great guy to deal with. He's been doing it forever. Uh, he keeps saying he wants to retire, but he's got so much bi- <laughs> so much business. It's hard for him to retire. But a huge shout out to uh, Bob. He's always just a text away if guys need him or if we need we need grips done on short notice. He, he's, he's done always. It. He's done it frequent all for us. To do it right. Yeah,
1: he's done it all for us this season.
0: Uh, I mean, big thank you to him. Uh, my my golf game I think really elevated when I got my clubs. And so. I, I
1: personally, when I watched your game at the beginning of the year, when you were still kind of hacking and slashing. Yep. Um, but i watched how you started to work into your clubs yeah and by the end of the season like you had all your clubs dialed in so your driver would put you out of, out of position uh your three woods started to, but the those clubs weren't tailored to you
0: no right? no they're just they're... so
1: bob did your irons so
0: yeah your way your from woods, my four hybrid up
1: so your woods would get you off the tee box whether you were in shape or out of shape if you were into your irons in your second shot you always had a shot. Yep. At the green. And I started to notice that as our season really started winding down. Second shot, you were never... It didn't matter if you were on another fairway. You were not out of position with an iron.
0: No, and as the season went along, I got more and more comfortable with my irons. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, especially my, my longer irons. Because typically those are a little harder to hit. But even, you know, as I spent more time hitting balls on the range and working them in. Because I, I did. I put in the work after I got my irons. I would hit... You know, typically I hit like 100, 150 balls a day there early in the season. And then I'd golf afterwards. And then if I didn't have a good round, I'd go hit another 100 or 150 balls. So I, I really took it this year where I wanted to to do the work. I, I had the I had the tools in my bag that were fitted to me. It was just a matter of putting the work in and getting to that point. and And my, my game elevated as the season went along. It was nice to reach into my bag and know exactly, you know, look at my distance and be like, I, ha- I know exactly which club I need to hit here and, and feel 100% comfortable with it. Confident
1: pulling it out of the bag, right?
0: Right. So, so I mean, yeah, I, I think that's something that you should probably look at, or that's a, that's a step that you should take that's, eventually. Yes,
1: eventually I, that's a step I'm going to take. Um, I did get an invite from PXG to go to Edmonton to get a fitting done. Yep. I'm not sure if that'll happen. Uh I appreciate it from PXG, though. I know I've heard a lot about PXG, and I just, I thought it was really cool that they actually, I made a comment on a post of theirs about the new driver. Yep. They have a retail driver that they're finally putting out. Yep. And it's, price-wise, it is it is epic. I like that price point for a driver.
0: Yeah, Was well, so, it, like 350 or something? Yeah.
1: yeah. So, I mean, that's, who was it just put out the hybrid? Was it Callaway, or just did that super hybrid?
0: Yeah, I think it actually was Callaway, I believe. And
1: it's like four hundred and yeah, 400, almost five hundred bucks for a for a, for a for a hybrid.
0: Yeah, we were just talking about this the other day because Josh was trying to convince me to go uh, full Mizuno in my bag because my wedges, my my 56, 50, 60 are, are Bomb Techs, and uh, my driver and my three wood are Callaway. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, well, you know, I don't know, but. Again, in order to buy a Callaway driver, you're looking at like eight nine hundred bucks. Exactly. In order to buy, you can get a Mizuno three wood and a driver for the darn near the same price, right? Uh, I mean,
1: as as to to do the same thing as budget golfers that we are, and we're not pros. I'm not. I don't really feel comfortable going and getting and fitting and spending twelve hundred dollars on a set of clubs, right? Right. So when I'm looking at replacing something in my bag, if I was going to replace my driver, it's going to be with something economically viable. And when PXG put out this we'll say retail version of the driver i really would i would have loved to test it before i get it
0: yes and
1: that's where that whole
0: conversation went
1: i got a reply from from my message saying i would like to do it so then she put me in contact with the the guy in our area for PHD because PHD is not in canada a lot yet
0: no they're not even really a huge like a hugely known brand there's there, a couple, uh, on the, on the one, up, one of the women's players, yeah, one on of the, the high-end women's players, top of the top of the tour, she plays them. Yeah. I, so, I can't remember what her name is. So, I
1: mean, that's something I might look into. And, I mean, if all this COVID restrictions bullshit uh, slackens up over the next while and we start, you know, getting a little bit more um, realistic on what's happening here, uh, maybe a trip to Edmonton is not out of the, the picture in a year or two. Yeah. And, and maybe I will take them up on going and
0: uh, getting it fitting with PXG and... And going that route, yeah, wow. it's it's the possibilities are endless, right? Um, I mean, for now, we're just going to play as much golf as we can to to close out our year and uh, enjoy ourselves and you know, recharge over the winter and I'm, I'm sure we'll be playing on some simulators here and again and doing different things. Um, and again, if that simulator joint does open up this winter, uh, we'll, we'll definitely be stopping in. Uh, we'll probably, we could probably do a podcast there and, and do a review on it. If, uh, if that tickles our fancy at the time. Uh, I mean, outside of that guys, this has been an absolute blast. Uh, I've said it once and I'll say it again. Um, Thank you to everybody who has uh, interacted with us uh, through social media. Thank you to everybody who supported us by buying uh, t-shirts and and merchandise. Thank you to everybody that's uh, traveled out to our events, uh, participated, whether you be from out of town or in town. Thank you to all all of our buddies here in town, Chris, Dave, Clark, Darren, uh, Josh, who was living with me for the summer. Um, Jake coming down with, and my dad coming down, Trey, who played for a little while, uh, Sean, who came out, Isaac Isaac. came out and played some, uh, it it was just awesome to get all of our buddies out and and have, you know, something to play for and have a good time. And for an idea that started on a piece of paper and we, we just were like, I don't (laughs) know what's going to happen. And here we are. It turned out really good. I think so.
1: I mean, with, with all the, with all the friends we've made, new friends we've made, um, the inns we've made with some of the the hidden gem golf courses like in Burstall and Rolling Hills, yeah, those friendships aren't going away anytime soon. And uh, some of the friendships we've made at our at our home course now, Yep. Um, and our and our good buddies that came out and supported us throughout the entire year. Again, you said them, you said their names. Uh, it, I mean, it would just be you and me without them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right? I, I mean, and, uh, this this wouldn't have got off the ground if we didn't have uh, guys who who were committed to help the building. and wanted, to, build and good, wanted right? to
1: play more golf, and they did. And I'm I'm happy about that as well.
0: And, and honestly, we did this not only to play golf, but to to try and to try and get better as golfers. And, and I think we could say that throughout the year, watching everybody play. Everybody got better somewhere along yep. their, in their game, right? Yep. Whether it was one spot or multiple spots or, you know, however it was, everybody showed improvement throughout yep. the year. And it was, it was such such a blast. Yeah, and I can't wait to do it again next year. And, I mean, I got that, I got the green jacket, and I plan on holding on to it for a long time. You had to say that one time. more <laughs> fucking
1: time, didn't you? One more fucking time before we end, you had to say you've won that bastard.
0: Well, you got anything else you want to say, Alvin, or are we done?
1: I think we're done, buddy. I uh, It's been a great year. Thanks, everyone, again. And uh, we'll probably get another podcast in here after the Ryder Cup, and that'll be season one.
0: Yeah, you bet. And, guys, thanks again for uh – for helping us out and, and making the season the best it was and and
1: I think we're going to try and do some more shirt orders over Christmas way, probably over the Christmas and yep. probably before our next season starts So yeah
0: check out our Instagram and Facebook uh, at Mulligans and Hackers Golf we'll uh, we'll load it up on there uh, when we're ready to do that because uh, the last
1: batch of shirts we got was really nice
0: beautiful beautiful and if you missed out that sucks to be you <laughs> uh, so yeah I, I mean until then may your Mulligans be plenty and your hacks be findable. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. See you guys.